This is an energy sport podcast. Insightful, in-depth and entertaining sports content from Napier to you. This is the Football Roundup, energy sport's longest running football show. Each week our team of football writers and podcasters deliver their views on the weekend's action from Scotland, England and the wider world of football. With our panel bringing knowledge, insight and passion, you can be rest assured of quality from each episode of the Football Roundup. Hello and welcome back to the Football Roundup, Energy Sport's longest-running football show. My name is Jack Donnelly and as always, I'm joined by three of the finest student journalists at Edinburgh Napier University. Two of today's panel have seen their team lift a league title this season, while the other, like me, has had to wrestle with the prospect of relegation. We've got the Wizard of Wishaw, Taylor Murray. Hello. Hello. You like that one? Yeah, I did. I like that. I'm glad, mate. Uh, fits in because my my weekend was magical so yeah I'll take that very good very good if anybody could have picked something up out of that it would have been you Taylor uh, we're also joined by the Howden Hall hero himself Cameron Wanstall who is leading an Aberdeen team to absolute glory in Football Manager 21 just now I am indeed yeah yeah. I, I think I should get the job in real life if I'm being honest but it looks like they've gone a different direction so tough luck you wouldn't want to snake Stephen Glass I thought would you no, I would. I, I probably if I met me getting the Aberdeen job, I'd definitely I'd snake anyone for a football job to be honest, mate. Would you take the boys with you? Would you take take us all and get us all jobs at Aberdeen? Uh, well to be honest, I think I'd have to take my assistant manager on the game, which is who's my assistant manager? Robbie Stockdale. Who is formerly Hibbs assistant manager? I don't fucking I don't I don't know. Um I'd have to take him first, guys, I'm sorry. What position do I get then? Um Kitman. No, I'll take and that. You could be, you could be the next Jimmy Bell. You could be the next Jimmy yeah. Bell. Yeah, oh, I'll, no, take I'll take that. that. Can I? Can yeah, I? I'll, I'll, I'll just claim in-house journalist before somebody else does. Good idea. There we yeah. go. Sean, do you want a role? I know we've not introduced Sean yet, but Sean's here. We can. We can. <laughs> Sean, this is your intro now. I want oh, nothing Sean. to do with Aberdeen Football Club. So actually, uh, yeah, they didn't let us in early in the season, did they? I will no, disrespectfully no. decline that one. <laughs> disrespectfully. That's fine. Yeah, we are also joined by Kilmarnock supporter Sean McGill. Hello. Right. <laughs> Lovely to be joined by y'all. Um, the playoffs are a great time. I'm so excited. I can't relate, to be honest, mate. It's been, uh... I'm just Dundee Football Club. If Dundee did what they did to Bournemouth Rose and managed to relegate Kilmarnock, I will not be happy with that football club. You're not going to be James McPeak's biggest fan, are you? I, I, I won't. Be. I mean, I, I wasn't as a player. James McPeak was one of those ones who, you know, when, he was a good, he was a good player. But just you know, like when they have a yeah. like a club captain, a sort of stopper that loads of fouls, get elbows and all that sort of stuff. You just fail opposition fans up. So yeah, no, never been James McPeak's biggest fan, um, and I certainly won't be if Dundee pull it off over the next week or so. Well, that kind of gives you an inclination to the conversation that I'll be having with Sean in our first segment once we get to that. Uh, but it's, it's been a while since we've had uh, since had you three on the on the roundup. It's been a while since we've been kind of doing roundups regularly. So wanted to get everyone on at least once before we shut up shop for the season because we're done in a couple of weeks really with the the domestic football season and then we've got uh, a summer to look forward to. I'm sure we can all agree. So with 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 that in mind of things kind of coming to an end for the season, today's big question is this: What has been the best moment of the season for each of you? Now, that can be either a triumph for your own team or something hilarious happening to another team, a player, a manager. It can be absolutely anything. Just something off the top of your head that's made you gone. 
aye, that's good. I've really enjoyed that in 2020, 2021. The shark at Celtic Park. <laughs> that was it's quite good. There for that, me. That, that is up there. Uh, you know what? T- you know what? I feel. I feel like Taylor can answer this quite easily. So I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah I'll that's a lot easier. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna beat about the bush here. It is definitely um, Saturday just there, like. That is one of the ones that will live in my memory for the rest of my life. Just because the significance of it, the journey it took to get to that point and everything about it. And it's just, I feel that is probably one of the most important titles I'm going to argue in Rangers history. And that is just great to see Rangers back where they belong. So that is my probably greatest point of the season and arguably probably my life. Right, okay, we had bets for we had bets for that for definitely probably. Arguably, we had probably. Them, arguably probably. I'm glad I wasn't the only one that picked that up there. It's close, yeah, it's close. Anyone else pick up on the fact that Taylor said one of the most important titles? Surely it's the only. Inject the pain. Lad, I can't have pain, I suppose. We... <laughs> like, it doesn't pain. matter. <laughs> He's muted himself. Okay, that's enough at a Taylor then. No, I'm just, I'm not, I'm, I'm not entertaining. I'm happy. So guess what? Um, I'll happily take everything. If it keeps you happy, then it keeps me happy. Then there we go. Say happy more. Happy. Okay. <laughs> uh, Cameron, how about you now that you actually know what the question is? Aye, aye. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> I'm not. I'm still not sure. Um, Favorite moment of the season. It's quite tough. I feel like Scottish this Cup. whole season. <laughs> the one that was delayed for last season not even that was any good well um, actually we were beating Hibs in the semi I feel like this year's just been like an absolute like just a like a a blurry dream like, I feel like I can't remember anything that's happened this year like, like, yes. it's like a gas leak year like it's just a yes complete, it is it's a complete, a complete write off like it's like anything that happened just shouldn't count um, so Rangers don't win the title um, no, I'm joking um <laughs> I don't know. Maybe to be fair, maybe actually Hearts being Hibs in this Scottish Cup semi final for me that was a that was a good moment. It was kinda like when we dragged them down in twenty thirteen, fourteen. It sort of felt like that. It was kinda like, yeah, we're in the division below you, but we're still holding our own. And um it was just a shame we didn't win the final. But yeah, that's probably my um high point of the season, I'd reckon. I can't think of anything too funny, uh, like the the shark fence at Silly Park. I'll try and think of something. Right, okay, that that's that's the thing. Well what I want the pain of you to think of the funny, the funniest moment of the season, if you can, and we'll come to Sean for his moment of the season. I can't imagine there's much to pick from in terms of a club point of view, but just any, anything from the wider footballing world. We we love that phrase here at Energy Sport. So anything you can think of. Yeah, um, football's been horrendous this season. <laughs> it's not been good, um, has it? No, uh, I miss fans. Anything that's involved fans has been good, and I'm sure we'll get onto that later in the show, but. Uh, I am uh, going to say that my best moment of the season was with Bournemouth Rose uh, a last minute penalty scored by Lee Curry to beat at the time title rivals East Kilbride obviously the season was curtailed so it didn't really matter yeah. but at the time it felt important it felt massive they just equalised um, into the 85th minute or so and to get a last minute uh, penalty and score it felt like a really significant moment and I was there and I experienced it almost as a fan even though I was 
meant to be working. Um, but it felt that like... That commentary's gone down in history. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was meant, meant to be commentating, but it's just me screaming. And uh, that's probably <laughs> the closest I got to being in person, celebrating an actual goal. And uh, that's what football's about. Um, and being a football fan is about. So, um, yeah, that's my moment of the season. And you're going to give the biggest bit of part of the season to the Shark? Because um, there's been a lot. This, I mean, we can't think of any examples, but there's been a lot. Stephen Dobby has a wee Bobby's a good one. Thank you. That, that my club. There we go. Yeah, that was probably uh, our highlight yeah, of the season. Probably. Uh, yeah, it's been a strange season. <laughs> I think um, anything that Montrose did with announcing signings that was quite fun. The deal or no mm-hmm. deal was it them? Was it Montreux? I think it was. That Montreux. was them, but somebody. I think somebody called them out for having stolen the deal or no deal. Or did somebody do it after them? I can't remember. Possibly. There was. They maybe stole it. Oh, did. Oh, wait. I was just about to see a transfer and then I realised it's a fake account. Please, everyone, ignore me. <laughs> <laughs> Usually do. Uh, I'm trying to think personally if I've had any. I, I liked when Kurt Zuma started scoring a lot of goals back in like the start of. The season that that I really enjoyed that because did that I, happen? I don't he's, he's get one he's get one less than Werner this season, so I mean, oh, fair. from centre back, so that gave me an agenda for a little bit, which was fun. Uh, Mason Mount proving doubters wrong is always fun. Uh, when corporate greed in football was put in the mud within twenty within forty eight hours, that was yeah. really fun. Actually, that's yeah, that's that's, that's, for, that's the biggest victory for football this season. Yeah. I think that's just shout. that ridiculous concept getting absolutely kicked to the ground uh, air surviving that was fun uh, what about Scotland qualifying that was this season yeah, Th- that was that this was... season oh my god that was this yeah. season that's what I mean it seems um, like about five years ago I was going to say it's at least three years ago that happened like, I've... <laughs> I feel I've aged three years since that happened no way you can convince me that David Marshall pulled off that save this season <laughs> less than 12 months ago <laughs> That's um, next Falk- month as well. Falkirk maybe bottling, you know. Oh, that was tremendous. That's that was quite tremendous. Funny. Falkirk that Football that Club. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a team! What a club! What a town! Oh, I love it. I just, oh, I remember when uh, the Falkirk job was available. I don't know when. When some loser left, and then when <laughs> Gary Holt came in, and when a uh, league. Lee McCulloch had left Kelly and before just before Steve Clark came in and there was this whole thing on the BBC like which which job's a better job uh, like who would like which oh, yeah. which one's a bigger club and all that sort of stuff and I was just like and then the two years that followed Falkirk ended up in League One and Kilmarnock finished third and we're playing European football let's not see what happened after we don't need to that's irrelevant what happened after is irrelevant I think Connors uh, no, Nomads exist no. and then doesn't it doesn't matter, Jack. Okay. You don't need to. But yeah, Falkirk Football Club, beautiful. What happened after was that a team with the biggest budget in League One are now entering their third consecutive season in that competition. After being seven points clear, <laughs> can't even finish it. The more you explain it, the funnier it does get. Can we talk? Do we, do we want to talk about funny and just think that Brora Rangers beat Hearts this season? That oh, was, it was tremendous. Outstanding. Oh, that was, that was tremendous as well. 
Cam's muted himself for the connect for the connect time at this point, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, Comedic value on a podcast there, people can't that, see it. Um, <laughs> let's listen to talk about that because yeah, that's that might not even be the low point of Hearts fucking season. So something uh, that I found really funny actually was whenever a manager got a bad result, Jamie McIntosh would automatically be in the group chat saying they should get sacked. <laughs> that was I really enjoyed the, that because that was, Graham would get so angry at him. It me as well. Hey, Sean, I Sean as well. Sean went mental. Uh, I hate it. Reactionary I football fans. I accidentally done it one time as a joke, and I had actually made told our husband that, that that's a sackable result. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I remember that. Folks say this. I was like, oh, I'm sorry, I was joking. <laughs> Uh, is it, it was someone who just joined it was like a manager it was like his fourth game and you went oh. I sack it all result it was Tuchel I think it was Tuchel West Brom oh West Brom oh my god I was so annoyed there a lot of times oh. that Taylor said something this season and everyone's <laughs> just gone shut up yeah. <laughs> speaking of Rangers celebrating <laughs> <laughs> that would have been brilliant I will I mean, the one thing we can take away from that competition is that football has been quite funny this season. And I'm uh, sure can, I put, can I put one more shout in, Jack? Sorry. Please do. One more yeah. second. Uh, David Martindale as a whole. Like, I mean, just his story and then just his <laughs> endless comedic value because he's just been outstanding. I thought that, that's my funny moment. Was it not like when he, him saying to his wife, like, I'm a fit and proper person, make me a cup of tea or something like that? <laughs> Yeah. That was tough. Have you seen the video where he's looking at the League Cup trophy before yeah. uh, the, the <laughs> promo? He's like, that's decent, that, eh? <laughs> it's, it's funny. Like, it's just he's a just funny a good guy. character, isn't he? I love him. Aye, he's brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. Well, I definitely can agree that it's just been quite a lot of funny moments this season. We're probably missing a lot of obvious ones. So if you can think of anything oh, we've missed, let us know. I'm just watching. Um, I've got. The Edinburgh City Dumbarton game on just now in the League Two, well, League One playoffs. I just remembered, was it not Dumbarton where the keeper just <laughs> rattled the kick off his defender's arse and it went back in? <laughs> in the first game back. Aye, <laughs> Sam Ramsbottom back. just yeah. like. <laughs> oh, That's a sword ball, get fans really. back, honestly. Hey, I mean, he's the goalkeeper, so it was kind of the wrong way around, but. Uh, there we go. Uh, but yeah, um, I mean, it's been a funny season but also very forgettable and uh, quite shite so get fans in and let's get football normal again 22,000 at Wembley we can do it lads like I mean it was going to be 600 zero at Hamden zero because that's a reasonable response it might be after Saturday but we're going to get on to that and just a a moment because we've had a chance to reminisce on the season gone by now let's get the, the show going good and proper it was a big weekend in Scottish football obviously it always is as the Premiership drew to a close, and we're going to be discussing it all and more in our first segment, Chewing the Football. Of course, Chewing the Football is our look back at the last few days in the beautiful game in the best country in the world. And now we've only got the remaining playoff games to look forward to. It's been another big weekend, though, so we'll look forward to it in some cases. Yep. Uh, let's go through what happened this weekend. We're going to have to start in one place and one place only, Taylor Murray. Yes. Rangers are invincible in the league this season. One more time. Say it, say it one more time for me, please. Just one more time. Say it with the right emphasis, though, Jack. Rangers are invincible in the league. In the league. Oh. 
No, we can't bring the boy down in his in moment of trial oh, no, at the end of the year. Rangers have had an invincible league campaign this season. Oh, it just sounds it just sounds so good, so good. And they did it. They did it, wrapped it up in style. Four 0 win at home to Aberdeen, who consolidated with a fourth place finish themselves after just refusing to score for the most of twenty twenty one. I mean, it's kind of par for the course throughout the throughout the season. It was just kind of done with a bit of style, bit of emphasis on it, wasn't it, Taylor? I think if anything, it shows you what Gerard's built. Um, it's a season that he had so much pressure on his shoulders. Same with Neil Lennon and the other side of Glasgow, but um, both Glasgow teams had so much pressure as this, you know, from the west uh, west end of Scotland. You know, the ten was everything like. That was either stopping it or getting it, and that was a way, basically, of life for the last ten years. So much efforts went into this. This was like Celtic's minimal requirement in this season was to win the ten. The Rangers was to stop it, and the fact that Rangers done it in so much style, and and the manner that Gerard has done it in is is incredible. You know, I never thought I'd ever see a team go invincible in my life. I've seen Celtic do it, although. They done it across all competitions, but the fact Rangers have done it in my lifetime is incredible. It is something that I can honestly say I'll cherish forever. And this, this is a mo- this is a moment that I've heard Rangers fans say, "This is what it felt like when they stopped Celtic's ten in a row the first time." But I think because of the journey they went through, it means more. And that's why I said in the opening segment, this is one of the most important titles in Rangers history, and it is arguably to me gonna be one of the best. I was expecting a lot more just anti everyone else in the league propaganda there. That was very well. Was <laughs> very well put. Well, it was I? Don't I? Think I, could, I, I would start, you know, like slating everybody else, but during the pandemic, you have to keep your distance, and Rangers have done that since the start of the season. So, <laughs> you know, lead them from the front. There it is. There it is. I knew you could draw it out of them eventually. Uh, Cameron, I suppose I might want to come to you here because. You're a bit like me. You've not really had any horse in the race in the Premiership this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you don't need to be reminded of that. <laughs> but can, as almost like an outsider looking in, the big like the top league in the country. The big leagues. <laughs> <laughs> I've done myself with that one. For well. you little championship fans, what do you think of the big boys? Sorry, Sean. Sean, just remind yourself of where you are just now. I know. I'm going to give oh, you five trying... seconds. Five seconds just to think you might about want, just what you're saying. You might want to take just... it back and then. I'm like a 13-year-old who's been allowed to sit at the adults table for the night that's taken it way too far and <laughs> <laughs> back, back to the bairns. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I well, as I would say, Cameron, uh, I, looking in at the top league in the country, how how's it kind of been for you just watching this Rangers team throughout the season? Because they've, they've had their fair share of TV appearances, Sky Football. Aye, and then someone who doesn't have Sky and hasn't seen a single Premiership <laughs> game. <laughs> I've loved it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but obviously. <laughs> so I've noticed a single game of Rangers to be honest, ninety minutes. But um, oh, other other than Europe and in cups. Um, but no, they have been absolutely fantastic. Obviously, comprehensive highlights of almost every single game they've played, and they are just by far and away one of the best football teams I've seen in my lifetime. Also, I'm not saying they're better than like Pep's Barcelona or whatever, but compared to the standard they're playing against, definitely one of the one of the most dominating teams I've ever watched. And even when they go into Europe as well, they were just. Fantastic until they fell in um was it the quarterfinals they fell at? Is it the quarters? They quarters, got I think it was, yeah. 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 The quarters, um, yeah. The quarters, yeah. Um but they were fantastic in Europe as well and um 
I think fully, fully. I've been like I'm. I'm not so anti-Celtic or anti-Rangers neither capacity, but I really wanted them to go unbeaten just because I felt they deserved it. I felt Jared deserved it, and um, I think it's just a shame that they didn't get a cup. Or uh, actually, I'm not too bad. I'm someone that quite likes when old firm teams don't get into the finals. But maybe yes. I'm a, it's it's a shame they didn't get further in Europe because they probably did deserve more than just a league title this season. That's what I'm trying to say. That's used, They've played the well enough. Talking, to... though. You just won them yeah. Europe for the cool. I th- it, yeah, it must have been the round of sixteen because that would have meant that Arsenal would have got to the final. Because like I, I think they went at round of sixteen. Round of 16? Yeah, no, I saw that. It's around the sixteen. Aye, it's around sixteen. That went out last time. I, I Aye, that was. There we go. Hi, round sixteen. There we go. Um, Sorry, to but they did. They, yeah. No, 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 not at all. That's it's still the same. The point stands. Um, I think Absolutely. they just deserved to go a little bit further in Europe, and um, they probably not that I wanted them to, but they probably did deserve a cup this year too. Com- com- uh, looking at how well they've played, um, but I think they'll take an invincible season, uh, stopping ten in a row, of course, which is Taylor said's probably the biggest yeah. thing in the old firm. So yeah, um, absolutely massive. They've been fantastic, and um, yeah, they deserve to go out on the streets and celebrate and do what they did. So, I mean, I was going to get to it in a minute. I'm going to ask Sean something first because obviously he's seen his team play against Rangers uh, this season on three occasions. Uh, was it three? I don't know. Was was it? Was it almost yeah. like a sense of inevitability kind of coming up against Rangers? I mean, not even kind of taken away from Kilmarnock's season, just even if they had been right up there, would you almost kind of expect, like, shit, right, we've got Rangers this weekend, this is going to be a hard, hard graft regardless? Yeah, I guess you always have that with the old firm teams, but I think this Rangers side are massively impressive, and what's even more impressive about it is it's a Rangers team that are actually a bit likeable which is uh, <laughs> which is quite hard for either of the it's an odd experience uh, I, don't, I don't know yeah, if there's ever been that before has there the old firm sides to do but just the way that they have struggled they've fallen away the last few years I mean I've never been a massive James Tavenier fan I think that um, defensively he's been found out he's had his critics and I think rightfully so um, and then this season he's just taken himself to a completely different level he's the captain Um I thought it was the first ever uh, black captain to win a left the Premiership trophy, which I thought was a, a really uh, significant moment as well. Yeah. Um, and I, there's just lots of little stories in this Rangers team, and Rangers as a club over the last ten years that make them. It's I think it, a lot of people saw it as the lesser of two evils. Rangers winning it's top in the ten compared to Celtic winning the ten, and I think that it kind of added on to that with these little stories and moments throughout the season. Um, and a very very impressive team and they're going to get stick because Celtic won the treble in their invincible season uh, but going unbeaten in an entire league campaign is very impressive I actually thought I only saw the highlights from Saturday but I thought it was probably one of Rangers poorest home performances of the season because <laughs> Aberdeen just were determined not to score that Lewis Ferguson chance oh where my God. all they had to do was side foot it into the back of the net and rattles the bar there. Um, the season that was that's, that's yeah, but, um, opens up a can of worms in itself <laughs> but I'm very very impressed aye very impressive I mean it's it's almost kind of starting to think forward now like where they end up going from here because obviously they're going to be playing Champions League football next season and it's whether they can kind of keep competing at that level or whether they finish third they drop into the Europa League straight into knockouts and can go a step further in that competition there's a lot still to be seen from this Rangers team I feel and it's going to be interesting and beneficial to Scottish football, hopefully, for them to continue to fight against some of Europe's biggest clubs across whichever Sorry, competition. Okay, so, so, my button here. I completely forgot to say when I was speaking. Um, there is one man who you know 
I said at the start of the season it, it was down to him if Rangers were to get anything and I just want to place on record my gratitude and the amazing work that he done to save Rangers and that is Dave King. You know, I know he stepped away in January or February time and he's back in South Africa and that but but wasn't for him, you know, doing what he did and um taking over the club at a time where, you know, it was an absolute shell of itself. It was just a shell of a club, you know, people just taking advantage at left front centre. Um if he hadn't done what he had done, then I highly doubt Rangers would be sitting here today, you know, sitting here in probably five, ten years' time, I I had the fear that Rangers would never be back. Like, I thought they would just fade away to be a club, you know, where it was a once-was club, you know, you always think about what they used to be and all that, and the decisions he made, you know, the battles he took and getting people who were only there to harm Rangers out of the club was amazing. And although, don't get me wrong, there was mistakes along the way when he was there, but he is a man where Rangers fans all over the world, Rangers fans in the future probably owe him a massive amount. Like, in fact, probably even you couldn't pay back exactly what he's managed to give Rangers fans. And if there's anyone to get a statue for what they had done, I generally do believe it's him because he saved Rangers Football Club and he is a man I'd like to just personally say thanks for everything he'd done. I'm sure you're not going to be the only one thanking Dave King for his contributions over the last couple of years, especially at the end of this campaign. Uh, Cam touched on it, but there, there were celebrations that ensued the title. Uh, I mean, I expected to see a fair few people out in force. I didn't expect to see them scrapping each other. That was something else, I suppose. Uh, Sean, what, what what were your thoughts on the, the goings-on in Glasgow on Saturday afternoon? Oh, thanks so much for coming to me on this one. You're um, really welcome. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I want to avoid... Suddenly, like I'm sitting on the fence, but I think there's you've, there's so many different sort of strains to them. And yeah, strains to this. I mean, we, we on the show early in the season we criticised Celtic fans for gathering in large groups, um, and I think it's right to do the same with Rangers. It's against the, the restrictions. Public health has to be priority at the moment, and they broke those. Um, but I also uh, think there's a lot of classism in the sort of. Uh, derision and condemnation of football fans that aren't chucked out in other quarters so I think you need to look at that as well um, and I think that it was no surprise to any anyone and that's including the authorities and the government that this was going to happen on yeah. Saturday whether that's right or whether that's wrong and if the proper procedures weren't put in place to handle that then you've got to be looking there I mean you can criticise Rangers fans for going and I think you should because um, it wasn't the right decision, um, but we all knew it was going to happen. Um, so there's a lot of strains to, um, and any normal circumstances, you'd be pre- you'd be saying that's brilliant. As football fans, we'd love to see it. But if it was if it was Ajax fans who lit off those red flares along not along the Clyde, obviously because the Clyde's not in Amsterdam. <laughs> uh, but if we saw that from a foreign country, those sort of scenes would be like that's class, and it was class. Mm. It's just, yeah, it was. Um, yeah. It's a very strange time, so you've also got to consider that and your football sort of discourse and remember that we all love football but it's actually not that important Taylor. this wasn't all Rangers fans as well so no of course I would do want to reiterate that I definitely wasn't disclaimer. all Rangers we fans we said the same with Celtic yeah, as well we so Absolutely. we have to say the same with Rangers Taylor I suppose a lot of the criticism for Rangers fans is going to come 
along, alongside the fact that it was against the restrictions and they were advised against it, but just uh, the, the way they kind of treated their surroundings and treated each other real, realistically. I mean, and I think there was an absolute belter in the Edinburgh City game. I'm sorry, I don't know who that is, but it's a fantastic goal. I for who? There's, there's no uh, Edinburgh City just go one nil up. Uh, just the first half just coming to a close. Uh, there's no names on the back of the shirts there for City players either, so I'm not just even going to that's an absolute cracker. Sorry, yeah. live reports. <laughs> we, we do, we do like, we do like live reports on this show. To be fair, uh, I, I Taylor, what I was saying there, uh, I suppose, uh, the Ranger fans are going to get criticised for a few things. They're going to gathering against kind of restrictions and against the advice and suggestions of the kind of government as well. But I suppose just the way they left things and just the the absolute kind of way they treated their surroundings and each other. I suppose. So I mean. You, you can understand why there's been a lot of criticism, but like as a fan, how I mean, you didn't, you weren't there that we know of. <laughs> you weren't there. Yeah, that man, we... I, I, I can't go <laughs> tell he's not there. But like, what was that like for you seeing that? Like, could you? Oh, obviously, we can all see why it happened and why the scenes were so huge across across Glasgow. But what what were your thoughts and kind of the way it all panned out? So, I'm going to say this is just, you know, as, although I'm speaking as a fan, I'm going to say this as a person, you know, just as I see things. So, first of all, the Garens, you know, we all knew they would go to happen. The fact is, if you are anywhere on social media, you knew that this was going to happen in some sort uh, for like weeks and weeks before that was going to happen. So, therefore, could more have been done uh, in advance? We don't know, but that is just, you know, the the plans were there, you know, that was that case anyway. They're about Rangers fans gathering. What they did when they were there, um, I know it's strange times, and um, you know, people say, you know, you don't gather, you can't be gathering that much, you can't do that. But let's just say, um, this we over, I'm not saying overlook it because you can't overlook a global pandemic. Let's just say, the the gardens were there. The fact is. They were fighting with each other on a day that it should have been celebrating is embarrassing. The fact is they absolutely wrecked George Square but and left it in the state and didn't even attempt to clean up afterwards was embarrassing. I just don't, I just don't think that's right. Um, some of the scenes I've seen with the police by rate are embarrassing. Like At that stage, you should have a look at yourself and say, right, it's enough, let's just go home. Um, and finally, some of, some of the chanting from some... Minority. I'm going to say a minority of Rangers fans. This is not all. This is a minority of Rangers fans. We're disgusting. That is all I've got to say for that part. However, what I want to say is the reaction to this is understandable. But football fans are not getting absolutely berated by all quarters, especially some politicians. That these they're using football fans here. Is, this is why they can't be trusted. This is this. This is that. I think, you know, if we don't, if this wasn't, you know, football fans, does this get that much media? I don't think so. But it doesn't take away from some of the scenes that did happen. Like, I'm not condoning that because, as I said, I'm embarrassed about what happened. But I see, I just think that, you know, because it's football fans, that's why, you know, people are sticking, they put in more. Like, as Sean said, there's there has always been there, you know, that, division between football fans and the rest of it so I feel like we could do more of like looking at ourselves and think if we can do that we can do everything else that happens like that as I said 
the scenes that harmed and George Square about fighting, about litter, about vandalism, about you know attacking police, it was absolute embarrassing. Sectarianism. But mm-hmm. yeah, that is well like that is disgusting. And even Rangers in a statement did say that that was a minority. And I do back that up, by the way. Um, not all Rangers fans done that. Even the ones that were there, by the way, I guarantee there's people there that were just what, having a good time and were not even a part of that. But yet they're getting tarnished with the same brush here. And people just want to stick their foot in, I feel like, it's, it's a cheap shot at that stage. I'm all for condoning everything that happened and action needs to be took against some people. But using this... Can I just double tell you, mate, condemn, not condone there. Cause that's condone is something, condemn, yeah. yeah. Condemn, yeah. No, just so you don't get nobody cut that and give you the trouble. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but it needs to be condemned. And um, people taking a cheap shot now is not the right way about uh, go about it. I'm all for change. You know, maybe it's not a football problem. Maybe it's a societal problem in the West where if people can't handle their drink that much, then why can we not educate them? Like, why not drink that much? And we maybe we not lead to this stage. I don't think it's. Uh, I know this is probably way off topic. I don't think it's such a football problem about what happened. Don't get me wrong, it's to do with football. The football's the reason how it happened, but I don't think it is a football problem. I think it's a societal problem where people don't know how to handle well, their drink as much, and that's how it leads to that stage. Do you, do you get what I'm saying here? Well, it, shouldn't but, re- yeah. it doesn't make sense for it to be a football problem, really, because they were all supporting the fo- same football yeah, team. Yeah, yeah so, so it's I, not I like... It comes in, yeah. That argument comes in where it's like, maybe it's the educational side where we need to teach people not to drink as much you know education is always a good tool so therefore i think you can see you can see exactly why rangers fans were fighting each other on a day where they should have been happy with each other you see them actually you know giving each other left rights and good nights like what like seriously why would you do that to your own supporters something you're meant to stand shoulder to shoulder with at a game of support the only thing i seen in fact i'm going to stop my rant in two seconds i seen a tweet that said that uh, it kind of described the actions and outlined all the reasons I said like they condoned it, it was disgusting but that they Rangers fans you know everybody's you know uh, slaughtering everyone's you know disgusted it the only thing that makes me and them have something in common is that we want a team in 41 they are not uh, they don't relate to me as a Rangers fan as much as they probably relate to say you Sean you Cameron you Jack they probably have the same in common to me as they do to you and I feel like at that point, should you even, you know, berate the fact that they're, they're supporting a certain club, uh, why they're doing this? Don't get me wrong, obviously Rangers are getting the headlines because of it was that weekend, but if it's any, you know, old firm, they usually do get arguably worse headlines because uh, what's about it. So I feel around it, it's a societal problem around drinking, but yeah, around up, it is disgusting scenes, and I have to say I was embarrassed about what happened. And I, I just wanted to jump in uh, and say that obviously um, I kind of spoke about the wider issues around it there but the, I wanted to give Taylor the opportunity to go on the specifics of that because I think it means more for a Rangers yeah, fan to talk about all those things um, and obviously I'm sure we all are disgusted by the small minority again that was mm-hmm. uh, sectarian singing and the fighting and the litter and all that sort of stuff, I 100% get that but I think the fact that a Rangers fan had said that he felt embarrassed by some of his uh, fellow supporters on a day, on one of the best days in the club's recent history, certainly, um, says a lot, really. Aye, absolutely, and I'm, and I'm sure Taylor's not going to be the only one that thinks no, that definitely so not. there's going to be a lot of people it's, of the same mind. Has reflected that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we'll move on, we'll move on from that, uh, and we're going to talk about something that we're, we're, I'm going to have to come to Sean again, because 
Yes. It's, it's going to be a big week for Kilmarnock Football Club between now <laughs> and the next seven days of recording on Monday. Because at the other end of the table, Hamilton have officially gone down. They're in the championship for the first time in what seems like 82 years. Uh, and Kelly face the playoffs. Two game on the, on the bright side for everyone at Energy Sport, we are two games away from three extra derbies next season. Four, maybe. Four, maybe, yeah. Which is, content-wise, unbelievable. You said yeah. that yourself. No, it's true. I mean, that's the, the saving grace, the silver lining of a potential relegation is Ayrshire Derbies, because I think one of the biggest derbies in Scotland. Yeah, um, I, I would agree. Although it, uh, people might not be of the same mindset because it doesn't uh, happen. You're going to be biased when it's your team, but yeah. yeah. Um, and it would be a laugh. And we'd, and because I now know an Air fan, because uh, they're <laughs> so sort of sparse, uh, I think that... Uh, it'd be a good laugh and we get to wind each other up and it'd make for funny podcasts and stuff like that obviously financially and in a sporting sense I don't want to see it but uh, <laughs> I mean you've got to take if you don't laugh you'll greet is my yeah. life mantra yeah so, I like uh, that I like that life mantra to be honest yeah that is that is good Hamilton going down I called that at the start of the season on our Scottish Premiership preview pod and was berated for saying it I was told that I'm a daft day they never get rid of Taylor was off on one I remember he was like, did you go back and look at this because just... I'm trying to think because it's been a while no, since I've I just, heard that podcast I, back I've not heard it back I just remember like, I remember saying that I think this is because I just thought you said I no I remember that by far the poorest Aki's team they, they lost some good players they didn't replace them well and to be fair they, they put up a bigger fight than I thought they would I, th- I thought they would have been relegated a few weeks ago but I mean mathematically they still were there on the final day technically Um <laughs> Numerically um, speaking, but like, I mean, yeah, they had to be Comonic 9 now. Um, if that happened, but oh my god, I, I, I wasn't ruling it out, um, <laughs> but I, uh, to be fair, Hamilton had no right to be in the division for as long as he did, and it's complete credit. And that's not a slight on them, that's praise. Credit that's me them, saying yeah. that credit to them for staying in the, the division for as long as he did, credit to them for winding up opposition fans up and down the country with their plastic pitch and their Sainsbury stand. Like, I think it's tremendous <laughs> part and do you know what let's see what happens in the championship next season I'm not looking forward to visiting Hamilton it's just going to be a rubbish oh that's too horrible club sorry Um, (laughs) I just especially if like they keep a lot of the players that have performed well for them I mean if if any of Ayers Frontline have to come up against Hakeem Adolphin I I do not look forward to that whatsoever because I think he he joined most tackles won in in the premiership this season I think was the stats were coming out today. Pai and Bovril was doing his usual kind of end of season stat roundup, and I think Hakeem Dolphin was one of the names in terms of top tackles and top tackles won and everything like that. So, as a player, he's terrifying for for a championship club. Looking at him coming down to our level, but I suppose let let's take the focus back to Kelly Sean because how 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 have you felt about this season just in general? Right. <laughs> it's not, it not been a good season. Probably leave it um, there. And I don't know. I was always I maintained throughout that I thought Kilmarnock had enough to get out of the relegation scrap. That didn't prove true. Um, it turns out that you can score as many goals as you want, but when you defend like a bunch of amateurs, um, you're going to find it hard to stay in the division. And it's proved that way. Um, the interesting thing I think is that I would kind of characterise Dundee in a pretty similar 
pretty shaky at the back but mm-hmm. are very capable of scoring goals have good weapons in midfield and forward areas so it should make the two-legged playoff final uh, both great watches uh, they're going to be absolutely nerve-shredding for me um, I don't know how I feel about them I just think that after it was an absolute donkey for us last season Osman so scoring a late winner at Rugby Park in the second leg to promote Dundee and relegate Kelly is just an inevitability at this point. So, Lee Ashcroft, Osman So, just former Kelly players coming back to haunt us probably. But Kel Lafferty against a championship defence, you never know. You do never know. Are you willing to make a prediction? Kelly Steele. You've, you've got to be hopeful. You do. You do. Hope is the last thing on, you lose. Kelty Burke Lafferty. Mitch Pinnock, who's suddenly turned into a good player, got a double at the weekend. I don't know <laughs> yeah, what he's happened done, there. Turn of the year, he's been good because you and Jamie just rated him for a bit. Aye, well, Tommy Wright's a good manager. He's made them better players, and I think that Kelly might just have enough. Um, but yeah, I'm not looking for Thursday night, Monday night, no fun at all. And you are turning 21 on Wednesday, and then you've yeah. got the first leg on the Thursday. That's yeah. going to be probably a bit of a I'm sore head, a sore head s- on Thursday morning, even sore come night time. I'm so glad I wasn't born a day later and I don't have to deal with that on my birthday because that just wouldn't be fun. No. I'm glad it has happened. I'll get to enjoy my Wednesday, have a good night, have a few drinks inside because level two, kick on. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't want to drop down to tier two. There we go. There, nice. You're in, t- you're in tier two, but you're hoping Kilmarnock won't be. That's That's what we want. Sean, I love that's... you know, but um, getting rid of two plastic pitches out of three in one season, that's a good ratio for me. Like, I'll take that. <laughs> like, that's, 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 just look at the positives here. Like, get rid of a plastic pitch, you know, and there we go. You know, game improves instantly. I'm interested to hear mm. from the other two, to be fair. If, if Kelly do come down and we do have Ayrshire Derby's next season, who are you supporting? Definitely Ayr, because I'm like the hero of the group. Air. Yeah. I quite like her for some reason. I don't know why. I just somehow like her. That's why so. you're my favourite, mate. That's it. Aye, 100%. On the, what's your nickname Honest again? Men. Honest Men. That's <laughs> it. On the Pandas. That's your emoji. That, so that'll do as well. That's, that's our mascot. Aye, there we go. <laughs> Is that your mascot? There we go. Aye, Air United. What were you, Taylor? Um, you know what? Um, I really don't know about it. Oh, you put me on the spot here. Oh, God. <laughs> it's, not a hard, it's not a big question. <laughs> I just want to say Kilmarnock because they've gave me some great memories when I was younger. Um, you know, well, what about recently when they beat you 2-1 on the last day of the season? Yeah, we don't care about that. We don't care about and that. then they beat them before that and before that and before that. Kelly <laughs> <laughs> nightmare for Rangers. They've gave me some great, great, great memories You know, when I was younger. Anything from 2010 onwards we don't remember. Um, Kel Lafferty's here, so we can all like him. But also, I do have a little... I'm not going to lie. I see Sean's going to berate me here, but I do have a little soft spot for air. There's something about them, I just like, I look at them and go, no, I want them to do well. Yeah. It's me. <laughs> what do you mean? Honestly, even as a neutral, I wouldn't understand where that comes from. I'm so, I'm so influential. I just, not even no, before, no. like, energy <laughs> sport, I just quite like Air United. I, don't, I just don't yeah, have anything against them. They seem like, like a, a, a nice team. Them. Don't get me wrong, like, Jack. Yeah. Ian McCall was the manager, I think, yeah. He was, he was good for a while. He was at us, but then things went wrong. Do you still have... Is Daryl Zanata still there? Not, yeah, he's, he's going to Wraith. He signed a pre-contract with Wraith. Aye, then, then I can support you because that boy... <laughs> Thank uh, God. 
I've seen him play once live and it's given me nightmares. So uh, I saw I saw him play once live before he was at Air. I, I went to the three two game at Partick uh, before like the season before it all went to shit. And he was unreal and I was terrified. And then he signed for it. I was like, Oh well he was alright that day. Awful, nah, not again. No. Nah, nah. I seen him play once, um East Fife Hearts at East Fife at Bayview. I was in the East Fife end and he dropped an absolute one out of ten. Like, I mean, it couldn't take a touch. Couldn't take a touch. Couldn't beat a man. Couldn't pass a ball. Like, I actually felt bad. I was like, mate, I could do better than you. Like, I could go on that pitch and play better. I don't think he started the so game. I don't think he started the game under Hopkin when he came in. Aye, Hopkin must have some sort of clue about him then because, <laughs> aye, that boy. <laughs> Hope he does well at Rafe. Can't like Rafe. But, uh, yeah, from what we've both seen then, not not uh, someone I'm really expecting nah. to fly up to the Premiership anytime soon. So moral of the story is um, we've got two Air fans, one Kelly fan, and a guy with splinters. Let's go. You can support. Um, <laughs> I we, we're in the West of Scotland League, so, tier six. There you go. Trun FC. There we go. You can support Trun. There you oh. go. Pele played at Portland Park. You know we've, we've been through this before. <laughs> oh my God. There's That's pictures. I'll send the pictures. I was there. Oh wait, does does tier six actually matter? Or can you just bypass that? Unfortunately, it would it would appear that uh, a num a number of clubs in tier five are, are accepting of that proposal. Uh, not the good guys. Not the, the good likes. guys. Uh, anyway, Sean has messaged the group chat to say that this is going long. I'm, it's I'm a, just saying it's about, about to get longer because I'm I've got written down Scotland squad selections. Yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> So we're recording this on Monday, on Wednesday, the nineteenth. Uh, Steve Clark is set to announce his squad for the U- for Scotland's winning Euro twenty twenty uh, campaign. I'm I'm well on board the bus that we are just going to win the tournament. Like, get me off it, how, however you may. Uh, it's going to be really interesting. I'm really really excited to see if it turns out for a number of reasons. Firstly. The squads have been extended to allow 26 players per squad rather than the usual 23. Secondly, the squad's going to throw up some very, very interesting selections inside that 26 because of the players that came to the last camp... Give me a second, I had it up on my phone and I'm going to get it again. I've lost it. <laughs> well, of the, of the players that are featured for Scotland recently, three, Ryan Jack... You've got Kenny McLean and Ollie McBurney are all confirmed to be missing from this summer's tournament. Who the hell's getting in this squad then? Mm. <laughs> Open it up right, to the I, floor. I, right, I say we have a good debate about this. We start for the keepers and work our way back out. Like, listen, listen, listen. Marshall, if uh, we patch, if we patch England, then fine. <laughs> but what's going on? We're going for three days. Three days. Well, we'll have done 22 by the time this podcast is done. <laughs> we're on the Eve's Eve of it, so I feel like it needs to be discussed. Eve's Eve. Aye, go on then. Right. We're, we're, should, aye, we'll just patch off. We'll patch off one of the one of the segments. We'll decide that. Come. come. England. England. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> when the last time we did that, it was Europe. <laughs> You're very Brexit of you changing your tune like that. <laughs> what happens when you get older, eh? Uh, right, so Taylor, start talking about goalkeepers while I go back and get this last squad list. Okay, so I'm going to say that goalkeepers is probably going to be arguably the least debated. Probably arguably. Oh, sorry, <laughs> this is going to be. Oh, basically going downhill. It's going to be easiest one. So, 
I say that we'll end up having a 10 minute debate. So I've got three goalkeepers because it's stupid you need to take three. I don't get it. You've got three goalkeepers. What you've you've got this written down? Yeah, I've I've wrote this out. I'm writing this out as we speak. Okay. He's so mad. The hero of the night has to be Marshall. He's 100% on board if he's injury free. Hero of the night across three games. Yep. Three? Um, We need seven to win it, you fatty. Oh, yeah. We'll win the uh, hearts after three, though, do you know what I mean? In my defence, probably. No, my defence, sorry. In my opinion, one of the probably better keepers we're taking, McLaughlin. Not because of who he is, I just generally think the stats show it. You know, for these. When was the last time we played a game? Uh, two, uh, two weeks ago, two games ago, oh, against Livingston. Yeah. There you go then. And um, my third pick is Liam Kelly. He deserves to be on that bus. I have a feeling someone on this panel is going to have that argument, and I didn't no, expect I, it to be Sean McGill. No, I'm, I'm t- I, I, think, I think you take Liam Kelly. I'm taking Liam Kelly, but I'm not taking John McLaughlin who played five games over six you, months. You arguably don't take you know the keeper that's kept the most clean sheets at them all. Most clean sheets because he's got the smallest sample size. <laughs> That's right. That horrendous shit. Marshall Gordon Kelly, aye. You can't yeah, trade. You've got to take. To be honest, to be honest, the one argument I would say, if I were Steve Clark, I'd be on that phone to Alan McGregor trying to get him out of retirement for, oh, for the tournament. No, like don't. Need, we need him for another season. Please. Shot Taylor. Taylor. <laughs> Taylor. Would you rather Rangers had him for another Scotland, your country? Oh, actually, but it's an old firm fan I'm talking to. They don't really care about Scotland, do they? True, Rangers did stop the 10, so yeah, McGregor, you know, you can rest next summer. Let's go. <laughs> Cam? Uh, aye, sorry, yeah. I was just getting over the aneurysm I was having for not picking Craig That's Gordon. Such a um, That's I, I cannot believe Craig Gordon is not on that bus. Um, no, I, David Marshall, Craig Gordon, I'd take McLaughlin as well. That's my three. Same as last Same club. as last. I think, yeah. I think we said that an extra time a few weeks ago, me and Sean had an argument about Liam Kelly or John McLaughlin. And I think it's one of the two. We've both yeah. just kept going and no one was willing to let up. So, yeah, I think him or Liam Kelly, uh, definitely the third choice keepers. Aye. Marshall and Gordon need to be, like, should be there. I think Marshall, based on Serbia alone, should be there. Uh, and Marshall has to go. Gordon, he's been brilliant for Hearts in the Championship this season. So, then one of McLaughlin or Kelly, whichever Steve Clark fancies more. Unless he uses one of that extra three slots on another keeper and he takes both. Surely not. Because. <laughs> If he does that, I don't know what to think anymore. No. Uh, defenders, there's not really going to be any kind of outliers in terms of people missing. There was a worry about Jack Hendry for a little while, but I think he's going to be all clear to go. Do you change much from that kind of pool? Do you add anyone ben, in? Take anyone out? Nathan ben, Patterson I, I, comes in for Liam yeah, Palmer. Nathan, yep, yeah, I'm 100%. behind that. Yeah, I, thought, yeah. I was going to say that's going to be a debate, but I feel like we're all now... He doesn't start over O'Donnell. Yeah. That's all oh, no, I'll no, say no, that right now. No. Yeah. But he goes. He, yeah. definitely he goes. Was. He goes. There's, there's nothing, to lose. nothing to Constantine lose from having him in there. Come out. Constantine for Jason Kerr? Or would he upset the apple cart by that, by having like an unexperienced member of a team kind of coming in? In terms of uh, knocking uh, Scotland. I think Steve Clark was different. the same. If we're talking about what Steve Clark's going to do and what we want to do, those are different uh, things. That's um, true. Yeah, yeah. But if we're talking about what I don't... I mean, that's different... Fitted... Fitted... I don't know, they play on different sides. Uh, Considine, <laughs> but he's been rotten, so Constantine doesn't go. Um, Liam Cooper uh, and Keane Tierney can cover the left-hand side, I think that's mm-hmm. enough for me. Uh, Gallagher and Hendry can be the two stoppers in the middle, and for me, Scott McTominay, and I would take Jason Kerr over Jack Hendry, oh, I think. Yeah. He's proved it more in Scottish football, mm-hmm. and I don't care that he's not been in the squad already. You have, you have McTominay in defence over... 
Uh, I think we totally will end up in midfield, but I think that he can. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can move Gallag- Gallagher could be the right centre back. Hanley could be the right centre back. Uh, McTominay, yeah. he- uh, sorry, Kerr. Yeah. Uh, I think should cover it. So. Like do you add anyone yeah. else into that equation? I mean, we're, we're going to have a lot of kind of space further up the field, considering the the players that are missing out. So I mean, do you kind of take a punt and a wild card maybe? And, I mean, another left back. Do, do you go no, for? Not well. Not take I wouldn't take Greg Taylor. Yeah. Would you take another left back? Or would you take a? Actually, no. I think I probably would take Greg Taylor because I think that on the off chance Robbo missed. I think Tierney has to play left centre yeah, back. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. I would I take Greg Taylor. Cooper to play. But I don't. I don't, I don't know. I feel like if you take, um, if you're taking like care in there instead of like Constantine or like that, I feel like there's enough cover and like Tierney could be there. I'll tell you what. That actually, that actually does. Uh, does work out because you've got the, the last squad been, last squad was Considine, Gallagher Hanley, Hendry McKenna, O'Donnell Palmer Robertson, Taylor Tierney you take out Palmer for Patterson you take out Hendry for Kerr was that what you wanted to do? Mm-hmm. yeah yeah no, no Considine for Kerr Considine for Kerr yeah yeah aye that's gonna aye there you go we should have planned this more before we should have <laughs> but you know what it's it's we're here now, aren't we? Life We're here. I didn't. I didn't expect Taylor to go through the whole. Yeah, no. <laughs> every position. I was just going to talk about the obvious ones because we're going into midfield, aren't we? And there's yeah. some big questions to be asked of. Billy Gilmore goes there. Go. I said it from the start. I didn't say it from the start because midfield's our best position, other than left back. And there was a bigger there was squad no... going on, so he, he's, he goes... It was not, I think it's not, it's not even that, squad. it's the fact that the two deeper line players, and McLean and Jack, are out, and that is the role that Gilmore would play in that midfield. 100%. We don't have another six left nah. now, because of McLean. You could play John Fleck, but... John Fleck, no, yeah. no, you don't want to take relegated yeah. players, I'm sorry. Like, that, I don't remember them getting relegated, to be honest. Um, but even still, when he's played for Scotland, he's not really set the world on fire, aye. has he? John Flick still goes, definitely. I think. I think he's still in do the squad. Reckon? With those injuries, yeah, I do think. Right, fair enough. Injuries, yeah. aye. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't. I would. I think Billy Gilmore's got a decent chance of starting now, to be honest. But just because you need someone to anchor that midfield. Scott McTominay mm-hmm. and Callum McGregor. Scott McTominay, McGregor, McGinn will probably be the three. The midfield, yeah. But then, if McTominay ends up at right centre back, I could easily see Gilmore uh, playing that midfield. And I wasn't like I was going to say there. I didn't want to take Billy Gilmore in the first place because I didn't think that I felt it would be shoehorning them in. It was more a sample size again from the from lack yep. of playing time. But you've seen him last few weeks. He mm. played forty five against Fulham. He played the full ninety against Arsenal City. and Man City. And there's probably I've not seen those. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I didn't see. I didn't really see much of them because I don't. I don't watch Arsenal game. I watch City, but. He was good again against City. He'll probably play tomorrow night against Leicester. You would imagine a couple of days after the cup final. Uh, massive game. Massive, massive game. So yeah, I think he's got at least Gilmore, one yes. or two more games. Now, that's Gilmar. <sighs> Do you take a replacement from McLean if you would say Gilmar replaces Jack? Like, I mean... Was Fleck in the last squad or was he injured? He was yeah, in the last squad. Yeah, he was in there. The only other recent call-ups in midfield have been uh, Ross McCrory, who didn't even get capped. So I reckon I not, there's more to Ross McCrory going than... A Ferguson? Mm. Mm. Not yet. I'd rather than Ferguson. Same. I, I, I've got a feeling Flake will go. Just, yeah, I think, I think Flake, goes. Based on Flake, injuries, yeah. Flake does go, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think Flake's going regardless. 
David Turnbull. Oh, yeah. 100%. That's the right. Higher up, obviously, but yeah. Higher eyes. Yeah. Higher high yeah, up. I've, I think you've got to pick between Turnbull or Gold. I don't think you can have both. Do you reckon? See? Yeah. I'd take Turnbull. Yeah, because that means he'll I be know nine midfielders instead but... of eight. Like, we took eight last time, and that'd be... Would we want to sacrifice a... I know Gold can play as a striker later on. Striker. That's what I think he would do. I think I think he could potentially take Gold as a, as a striker, play him up front with Dykes or something like that. I don't know. It's especially with that extra kind of striker slot opened up because McBurney's confirmed he's not going to be there. But then when we get to us, I think he'll just take someone else instead of McBurney and he'll be used instead. I mean, who'd he take otherwise? He'd take Griffiths? Mm. No. Yes. Nisbet was in the last squad. Yes. Shankland? Yes. Lee Griffiths goes. No. Lee Griffiths goes, you say? Not yes. because I feel like he's still <laughs> arguably one of Scotland's most natural strikers. But he's just not played enough games. Like, simple as that. And yeah, you were wanting John McLaughlin. <laughs> no, no, I'm talking about, like, as an outfielder. Also, I know. I know. The position he plays, you know, he's struggling to get the Celtic team The position he plays, he scores goals. You've seen him come off the bench for Celtic when he still looks, he looks, quite frankly, looks overweight, he looks out of form, and he looks like he's so not even that fast, that? and he's still scoring goals. Yes, because he's scoring goals still. I don't, I, I feel like mm. there's other strikers to take. I'd rather take... Taylor, take the red, white, and blue glasses off your head and then talk to the CDC You've got maybe is, Shankland. Sub, who would you rather want coming off the bench? Kevin Nisbet, Lauren Shankland or Lee Griffiths? Coming off the bench, we need a goal. Honestly, who would you rather come off the bench? I'd put my money. No, 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 it's not, not putting your money. It's not putting your money. It's who you Sorry, want. Taylor, Taylor, don't worry about it. That pause there told me that you think I it's Lee Griffiths. Griffiths. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't even need to finish it. We're, we're done with it because that pause <laughs> told me everything I need to know. When you didn't answer my question straight away, I knew you thought, actually... But, I would no, quite like Lee Griffiths in that Griffiths situation. Sean's right, and he's actually quite handsome as well. That's all I heard from that pause. <laughs> I know everything I need to know. You are Griffiths. I'm not. I'm Did not he answer that? It. I'm not denying it, right? Lee Griffiths 100% on that plane, if he's you know, at least fit, but he's just been poor this season, and I don't think he's done enough to merit it. The fact he's not been called up to the last two squads... Does that not say something? I do have to say, in Taylor's defence, Lee Griffiths has four goals for Scotland. It's not like he bangs them in on the regular. You know what I mean? So he's because he's not been called up to the squad the last two squads. So, so let's let's not talk about any of these other options. Let's not talk about Patterson, Turnbull, Gold, any of these but players. Not, that care because they've not been called up before. Oh, you've just made me realise that Callum Patterson's definitely in their squad, doesn't Callum he? Patterson. Yeah. Yes, yeah. please. Oh, I was just I was waiting for a little. I meant Nathan. For me to just no, chuck I know, his I know name you meant out. Nathan, but then when you said Patterson, it just came to my mind. I've been waiting back as just just <laughs> chuck his name in the hat because he's definitely going and he's he's going to score. He's going to add to zero goals for Scotland um, as an impact sub. The one thing I was going to say to you, Cam, it's like you can't really embark on about a striker scoring consistently for Scotland because <laughs> no one does. Aye, that is true. Like, I'm saying Chris has four goals. I don't know if anyone else has more than four goals. London Dykes has two, Chad Adams one, McBurney zero, Fraser four. Aye, no. But I know, but it's just Griffiths to be about a lot longer. I think he's had, he's had more caps in them. He's had more caps in all of them. So, yeah. But no, that's, I'm still agree with Sean that I'd take Lee Griffiths as well. And, uh, if you, you are you're, you're bringing a man off the bench who do you want to bring off the bench it's, it's Lee Griffiths it's Lee Griffiths I think he goes yeah. for me no matter what's going on with him personally mentally uh, on the pitch whatever I think he still scores goals and that's what matters that's the thing because if, you, if you're thinking of it like you've got 20 players solid because you've lost 3 because of injury and you've got an extra 3 so you need to find players to fill that 6 and to say it as 2 midfielders and a striker you've got another 3 to fill are we expecting any just ridiculous or unexpected shouts no, um, Steve Clark. Um, Steve Clark will 
probably opt to an, an uncapped person over Orlite or Cam Parson over Griffiths. I'm telling you. I, no, I don't I think he does. No, I, I don't think he goes uncapped over I, Griffiths. I, no, I not uncapped. Who? Griffiths who? Exactly who? Player. What Scotland striker that's not been capped yet would go over Griffiths? I'd say a good argument. Gold. You'll take gold as that player. Uh, what the big horny hornby? Oh, it's mate, Aberdeen fans are funny for that one. <laughs> it's, it's Sorry. Gold's more of a creator, isn't it? I mean, he's scored goals, yeah. but he's scored goals. He plays like a false nine. He'd be like the Christie role, wouldn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He's the Christie or the Fraser. He's not the Dykes or the Adams. Adams. He actually is, though. Let's not think like Steve Clark. Think like, uh, like just if we were the managers and we were picking like a wild card pick up top, I can't think of who actually would come in. Because well, we've like had if there was an obvious <laughs> wild card, we'd have picked him by now. <laughs> like, I think we're so starved for strikers. That's been a problem for a long time. And Lee I mean, Griffiths is, is a nice. natural goal scorer. Stevie, hey, mate. If you... <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, Taylor, you, we've got a free kick against England. Who you want to run it? Oh, 100%. Yeah, just Griffiths, yeah. I thought he was going to say John Flegg. <laughs> I was going to say Stevie, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... I think the most right thing would happen is if Turnbull doesn't go. Like, I'm going to actually flip. Like, what more does that boy need? Don't think he will. Turnbull goes, Griffith doesn't. I think he has to. There we go. He's gone. I mean, I'm looking at this segment on Clean Feed just now. This is about hit 46 minutes for this Scotland segment. (laughs) (laughs) But before we go, question. Does Forrest get in this squad? (laughs) Yes. Aye. Aye. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Not a starter. Not a starter. I don't, I don't think he's a starter. Not straight away, anyway. No. No. But I, I do take him because he has his, like, his quality is undeniable. So It's not even like Griffiths where he's game, like... Could play second striker, can play right wing back yeah. in this system. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we switch our back four, you'd be happy with him on the right wing. Yep. Um, yeah, James Forrest is a... I'm not... I don't think he's a dead set, but I think he's a player who... You would uh, take. Would be in my yeah. Squad. Yeah, definitely. He's Callum Patterson, but he's actually good at football. There we go. That's basically... <laughs> that's James Forrest. <laughs> He's yeah, no, he's no quite getting moustache though, does he? Oh, he does not have the moustache. Absolutely not. Right, we should probably wrap up this say this section of the this section of the <laughs> podcast because we're basically in a, at an hour right now. <laughs> We've got other shit to talk about. Uh, are we having an extra time this week to discuss the squad and the playoff? Are we? That's down um, to the two of you. I believe so because we haven't in a little while. Uh, I might be out uh, of commission. What? We'll, we'll, we'll see. Out of commission. <laughs> Cam, well, you I'll host, we can get Sean in just to say hello and say goodbye. Sean can just stay on the call to say hello and goodbye and then we'll get three other people on to do it. I want to talk about Scotland squad because I like talking about this Scotland team. We'll we'll have an extra time, Sean, we'll figure it out somehow. So for our thoughts on the eventual Scotland squad when it comes out on Wednesday, make sure to look out for extra time on Thursday when it does come out. Anyway, we're going to wrap up with uh, Tune the Football we're going to decide off air which segment to go for next, so regardless of what happens. See you happens, for last ditch tackle. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you shortly. And we've decided on last ditch challenge. That's what we've decided. Sean had his way, and we're just going to lump the biggest stuff from I England. I called it the wrong thing, though. You did. Apologise to the loyal viewers of the fruit. Uh, Apologise to the loyal listeners because you can't watch this podcast oh shit yeah <laughs> oh no you know what it's 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 nine o'clock on a monday night and we're recording Hi, this. it's nine it's... o'clock on a monday night let's go <laughs> fa cup goalkeeper scored <laughs> not in that game fa cup happened this weekend cam and i oh. watched it i was sad but then happy because leicester are an actually decent club 
Mm-hmm. It was cute. How cute was it at the end? It was very cute. It was adorable. And then, oh, wait, when the owner came down, oh my god. That made it okay. Like, oh, I, I wasn't, I wasn't unhappy that Leicester won it. I was unhappy Chelsea lost it. Yeah. That's I, it, I, I was angry with my club. I was happy for yeah. Leicester because I, Chelsea I like were Leicester. A bit, were a bit, I don't know. It was, I, I, swear, I, I tell you. Just, <laughs> oh, we swore already, Cam. Just go for it. I swore it five times, I know. I'm now conscious of it. Um, no, Chelsea were absolutely terrible. I thought. Second half, definitely. Like... Second half, yeah. First half, they'd be unlucky not to have a goal or two, but second half, just terrible. Also, Dude, second game... half, they probably unlucky considering Casper Michael just decided, I had the one at the score today. <laughs> oh, two absolute. I know we were the first one was hitting the post, but the second save is just. Well, oh, like, the reaction what's speed that, to get guy? down that quick from something he probably can't see that well is amazing. Hey, the best thing about that game, crowd noise. When Yuri Tielemans like, goal hit the back of the net. I don't know. I I think there's an argument for Ben Chilwell celebrating like he's won the World Cup against his former team and they getting disowned oh. in the 90th minute, and that's quite funny. Um, oh, but yeah, it was funny. But it was I'm, funny because there was fans. That's what. Yeah, was uh, because true. There was fans. And the fact yeah. that Leicester fans got to cheer the VAR. Yeah. Like, oh, Sean, you've not had sarcastic cheers for ages, have we? Sterling versus Tottenham vibes, as you put it, Sean. Oh, yeah, I'll give you credit absolutely. for that. that was a good I can comparison. safely say I'm really glad I was in my house alone watching that game. <laughs> because I, yeah. I, I'm really glad no one saw me without the back of the day. <laughs> oh, it's quite unfortunate. But no, that's all right. Take away from your point there. But yeah, fans being back as well is just absolutely amazing. Twenty-two thousand and a ninety thousand stadium. You think maybe? You think it would seem quite soulless? You know what I mean? But I think because most of them were quite close to the ground. Um, it did I, seem I, like wasn't in the upper tiers. Yeah. They tried to put it in the lower uh-huh. tiers of the actual stadium for as much as they possibly could. It just it makes me so excited for Euros. like the Euros. Oh, yeah, oh, fans be bad for it. Just I've... fans cheering on the meaning, the most meaningless games. Yeah, when in front and stuff like that. Like, and they're stuff just like, like hey, oh. we're here. Oh, I'm so excited. Aye, congratulations, so excited. Leicester. If Chelsea could actually move when someone's trying to put a ball into the box, that was the what mm-hmm. that was what that was the one thing that pissed me off more than anything else. Cam Hudson Odoi having the ball out in the right, four players in the Chelsea box standing completely still. You should have just signed Jury Tielemans and let him score 30 yard bangers. Yeah, to should honest. have. To be honest, yeah. I, I, Abramovich, listen to this and just mm-hmm. make notes for the make notes for this. I'm a bin off Jorginho and get. Uh, That's a proper in. Chelsea signing, actually. That could. I'd take that. <laughs> That's <mate>. potential. Um, <laughs> mate, I'd be happy with that. Anyway, for Sean's sake, if we're done, move on. Yeah. Allison <laughs> scored a header, didn't he? He did. Sh- Sean, who's he not like? Me, I've never scored. Uh, a header in a game of professional football. I was going to say Zander um, Clark, but I'd I imagine you are the same. And another person <laughs> who has never scored a goal <laughs> in a professional game of football is Xander Clark. Okay, we can all say, "Oh, he learned it from me." St. Johnston tweeted, "Oh, he's been taking notes from Xander." Well, Xander <laughs> Clark didn't score today. He, we all thought he scored. It was mental. It was class. We loved it. But it turns out that Chris Kane poked it home, and. Um, and then he got a new contract. I think they served it. It was a great video by the season. Oh, brilliant! Doing fine, and I I want them to win the Scottish Cup on Saturday. When they put that tweet out, I was fuming. Uh, somebody else tweeted it. I was already <laughs> I was already annoyed. I'd already been riled up with it. I saw them do it. I was like, this is it's gone too far now. It's a rewriting of history, and just because no fans were there, but we all saw it with the cameras. And Xander Clark did not score that goal. If we could all just stop pretending that he did, that'd be lovely because it's getting a bit. Kind of a bit boring now, guys. 
So that this is an Rob official announcement. That was a lovely moment. This is an official announcement. Sean Mill Sean Milligan Sean McGill <laughs> is gonna be fighting Xander Clark for charity and then the winner's gonna take on Carlos Milligan. That's what I was thinking. Oh, there we go. My head was that Sean McGill's taking on Xander Clark in the charity box match and the winner's fighting that TikTok boys, Kaz Milligan. There you go. Got my white Jordans on. Chocolate cream. Do you think you'd take him? <laughs> Kaz Milligan or Xander Clark? Both. At once. Triple threat. Um, <laughs> At once. Uh, <laughs> easy. <laughs> Kaz Milligan nah. top of Xander Clark shoulders. seems like a, a, he'd be a formidable opponent. Kaz Milligan. Uh, That'd be fine. <laughs> Clipped. Uh, <laughs> what else happened, Taylor? What else happened this weekend? You've not spoken about a little bit. Oh, have I not read? Um, what else? Um, let's talk about <laughs> Atletico. <laughs> right, Sean. Hello. <laughs> 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 uh, do you just want to just finish up this? But I, I could just do this myself if you want. Like I'm, I'm, I'm comfy. I might go make a cup of tea. To be fair, um, <laughs> I'm going to say something name before that happens. Um, go on then. Aye. Um, no Rangers propaganda. Oh no, obviously not. Um, Alison Becker, what a header, greatest header in the Premier League history. I'm um, one of the best interviews we've seen this season. Yeah. Oh, emotional. Oh, yes. What a guy! Like you, you, you feel for what he's been through this season, losing his dad mm. and everything like that. So, love to see moments like that. That's that's why we love football. Yes. Sean, talk to us some about some big Spanish bastards that Atletico just have prided themselves on being for years and they've almost got a league title out of it. The second season. I wouldn't uh, bank on it yet because there's still the final day to go. It's um, a big final day. Big, big final day. But it's, uh, it's still an exciting final day because Atletico won that game. Uh, I think we would have been, just the way Real Madrid are, uh, if it stayed... One nil to Osasuna. It was Osasuna. I just had a yes, it was Osasuna. Yeah, it was. Uh, um, so Osasuna go one nil up, and you're thinking Atletico are actually going to let this slip. Real Madrid are going to go into the final day ahead, and it's going to end up that Real Madrid, in a boring fashion, won the league title. Well, in a big exciting way, but like just the fact that Real Madrid won the league again. Who cares? Um, but Atletico managed to come back into it when nobody really expected it, and that's what. I, if you want to read something about the fact that Atletico still have this fighting spirit despite yes, the plugs. fans are there head to energysport.net you'll find it I wrote about it because they still have that's what Atletico are this fighting spirit they're the underdogs in the city obviously they're still a massive club um, but the, that's what Simeone's done so well he's whipped up he whipped up he whips up the fans sorry into a frenzy nice. and they just get behind the team and they get going and all that sort of stuff and he's not been able to do that with um, with obviously the pandemic and the absence of fans but there's still something in this, this Atletico team and despite this mid-season slump that they still have that fight um, and the fact that it was Luis Suarez who slammed home that 88-89 minute winner uh, kind of just uh, underwrites it all it underwrites how poor uh, Barcelona's decision making was it underlines uh, how good Atletico were in recruiting him and underlines that fighting spirit that I was talking about there. So a massive win for Atletico Madrid, one that puts them on course to win the Liga. There's a line in that article that I'm talking about where I say, expect the Liga You're trophy to be adorned in tassels of, of red and white. And I thought that sentence is going to get come back to haunt me when they look like they're going to chuck it away. But that sentence is still on track. And I hope that it, it was true. the next day they uh, lost to a team that hadn't beaten them in like 17 years or something like that. You put that article out. Eibar? I, but I think it was Eibar, you're right. Yeah, I don't um, think you jinxed them. 
Because yeah, so it was you, my Atletico, and we with me with Milan. Like both Aye. teams just kind of seem to take a bit of a dip. Granted, Milan's just been a lot more severe, but let's let's hope that the energy sport curse does, doesn't become a thing. No, we would really please no, because <laughs> no, we just can't have that. And you look at the final day: Real Madrid are at home to Villarreal, Atletico are away to Real Valladolid. I mean, on paper, you would say Atletico have the easier of the two games, but, Sean, you made the point that Villarreal might rest players for the Europa League final. Santi Cazola mm-hmm. masterclass incoming. You'd love to say, I love Santi Cazola. I do. What guy? Oh, boy. Told he might never be able to play football again, and then still balling at the highest degree. Uh, anything else before we wrap up this long-winded episode of this football programme? Funniest own goal in a Champions League final history. <laughs> Champions League, of course, because oh, yeah. that was just absolute chaos. Thirty seconds in, well done, oh lad. my god, that was also awesome. that, that... by Barcelona, though. By the way, uh, oh, that was really tore them apart. Relentless, weren't they? That could easily have been like seven or eight if they kept up. But, yeah, yeah. No. Chelsea are a good team as well, and uh, yeah. I mean, the, all the talk was what sort of master plan could Emma Hayes hatch, and whatever plan she did have was <laughs> ripped apart within the opening ten minutes because Barcelona just came flying at the traps. Uh, and uh, thoroughly deserved their first Champions League title. As a tweet, first club I see, to win um, mental women's Champions League. League. Yeah. There you go. As a tweet I seen, Messi did not lie. The Champions League did come back to the new camp. There we go. Do the women's team play at the new camp? Almost <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> Almost definitely there not. Think like so. Yeah. Yeah. But no, that was a really good, entertaining game. I thought. Yeah, was, people was, that, that, f- that opening five minutes was all oh, yes. utter chaos. M- more of that yeah. in football. It was like a boxing yeah. match or a UFC fight where they yeah. just both start swinging hands right <laughs> from the start. And you're just <laughs> on the edge of your seat like, oh, this is good. <laughs> and it was. And it, it, it was. was. And the knockout came pretty quickly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. After mm-hmm. 21 minutes in the Bonmati. Combat the sports. And then metaphor. Caroline Graham Hansen but they just kept calling her Graham Hansen and the back of her shirt said Graham. And, the wing for and I got really one. confused, so I had to look up what her full name was and it's Caroline Graham Hansen. But it's not double-barreled. It's two... It's separated. I, I don't get that. You learn all sorts of things watching women's football, don't you? It's you brilliant. Button. Support women's football. That's a closing statement in this podcast. There we go. Uh, it's, it. it's been a long one. It's been a chaotic one, but it's been a fun one and I really do hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, make sure to subscribe to the Energy Sport podcast feed wherever you get yours. Follow us over on Twitter at ENRG Sport. We'll probably have some articles coming out to wrap up this season and then a f- probably a little break before we start getting into the Euros hype realistically because it's been a long year and I'm tired. Uh, thank you very much to Sean, Taylor and Cameron for joining me on today's episode. It's been a fantastic time having you all on on this Monday night with me. I don't know if you see it that way, but I do, so that's fine. No. I enjoyed it. <laughs> Loved it. <laughs> uh, two out of three ain't Let's bad, keep it going. As Let's said. keep it going. Let's talk on our five, ten minutes. <laughs> we, will after, we will after we go. <laughs> uh, thank you very much for listening. My name is Zach Donnelly. This has been the Football Roundup by Energy Sport, and we'll see you next time.